For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Welcome back. This is cool because we are now in review mode for the actual bullets flying and all that stuff. My name is Javon J. Love Adams, and I am joined by my my partner and co-host, my brother, the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He is a former professional baseball player as well as a former NFL player. All that good stuff. He's big. Don't test him because he will. He he won't fudge you. He'll drive you right into the ground. What's good, man? Man, it's just good to get into that regular season, man. Cardinals gave us a whole lot to talk about, too. Yes, they <laughs> did. Yes, they did. So let's get into it. We are going to review week one against the Detroit Lions. Uh, we might even, at the end of this, we, because we are human, too. So I want to get my, my partner. He His nephew had his debut place for He's a tight end for the uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. And so he had Ed was actually out there in Minnesota doing do he grinding doing his thing. So I want to get his thoughts on that at the end. So so I'm gonna plant that seed for you now, easy. But then we're gonna look forward to the Ravens, who apparently are the greatest show on grass all of a sudden. But let's get to it first. The Cardinals ended up the I hate the saying man, because in some parts of the world doing this is not a bad thing. But they ended up with a tie and it's called kissing your sister. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we so I want to review that. What we're gonna do is break it down this way. We're gonna review that game. I want to get your your thoughts on that, Easy, uh, in terms of your positive thoughts, what you found encouraging, what you found discouraging about that game. Get into this week two matchup with the uh, with with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. What do you expect from the Arizona offense? And of course, when you talk about the Arizona offense, we're talking then conversely talk about the Baltimore Ravens offense. All of a sudden, Lamar Jackson can really pass. And then I got some questions about the tight ends and stuff as well. And then the run defense and how maybe I have a little more confidence in them. And then, of course, what do you expect from this week and pick a winner? But first, your thoughts on week one, the Detroit Lions. I had some reservations when it came to whether or not the the Arizona Cardinals, their rush defense, would be able to to really make an impact, and I was pleasantly surprised. Also, something I was encouraged by was, I guess it wasn't the it, the 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 cornerbacks weren't they 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 weren't abused, so that was encouraging to me. On the flip side, what was discouraging was the fact that the Arizona Cardinals still cannot seem to cover tight ends. Oh, and. What was also discouraging was the fact that it took three quarters to get this offense really going, and I'm wondering if the first three quarters was really what we should expect from the Arizona Cardinals, or it, and conversely, is the fourth quarter comeback, is that 
is that an aberration or is that what we can expect from this offense? So your thoughts on the review of the of, of week one against the Detroit Lions. Now you made me pick my pen up, bro. I had to hey. write so you gave me a whole lot to chew right there and which do is what great. I, can. I mean do what I can. Yeah. Um interestingly enough, it's it's funny how I watched this game because as you mentioned, I was up in Minnesota. I flew up after our show Saturday. I watched my nephew play in the one o'clock game, which was actually twelve central. Did I get that right? Yeah, 12 Central. So, watch his game. You know, after the game, we had to make it through the traffic. The Cardinals were, they had a 1 o'clock start out here. But by the time I got to my nephew's house, it was already late in the second half. It was like right around the middle part of the third quarter to the end of the third quarter. So, that's where I picked it up. Right. So, what I saw, you know, I saw the score and I was like, wow, that's not good. But I was so unaware of how they played. So, what I saw, I saw the fourth quarter basically. Okay. What I saw was, wow, they really looked, you know, better. They looked good. And then what happened was, as we have to do for our homework with believing the Arizona Cardinals, you know, I made it a point, had some stuff to do uh, when I got back into town Monday, and I asked around a little bit about, you know, what it looked like because I knew I was going to take my look because I recorded it, and, and I was getting some really, really bad reports. Yes. Futile. Um, yes. Some of the words that were heard uh, uh just disgustingly bad. I mean, I heard all this stuff. So then today, after our week, the way the week is rolled out, I got a chance to go back and look at the game. Yeah. Actually, right here in my office, looked at it, and it was just about as bad as most people talked about. Agreed. So my my and here's what was confusing because out here in Arizona, a lot of people are like, "Wow, you know, they really turned it on and found their groove in the fourth quarter." I actually saw the exact opposite. What I saw was a team that was in panic mode because they were so far behind, hadn't done anything to that point. Hurry up offense. Yeah, they had no choice but to pick up the pace, which I think was a good thing. Yeah. On the flip side, can you do that for four quarters? You know, and here's the thing. Murray threw the ball 54 times, man. Yes. You should not expect 54 passes from your quarterback. I know it's air raid and all that. So you're asking me whether I was discouraged or discouraged. I would say I was... I'm on the fence, but I was more discouraged because of what I saw early. They got lucky with some lightning in the bottle at the end. And the simple fact of the matter is you got to throw into the equation how bad Detroit played in the second half. It was almost like they were just trying to get the clock, you know, run the clock out so we can get out of here with this victory and go home. They scored nothing. They basically just offense went into the tank in the second half. And defensively, it was like they were gassed out there, which, you know, Mike – you know, I think it was 88 snaps or something like that in that area. So, preseason, no, not a lot of work in the preseason. So, you know, they contributed to their own demise. What does that mean for the Cardinals moving forward? Like I said, unless you plan on, you know, if you plan on trying that for six, you know, for 15 more weeks, that that second half blaze, it could be a, a, a rude awakening coming. Here's one of the things that that also stands out to me when you're looking at Kyler Murray. The one of the encouraging things I'll say, first starting with the defense for Arizona, is that uh, is that is that Matthew Stafford was hurried six times, mm-hmm. and so he was blitzed nineteen times. But if you look at Kyler Murray, even though he was only blitzed five times, because looking at going into it, the the tendencies of Patricia is not really to blitz. But if you're looking at Kyler Murray, he was hurried ten times and he was hit three times, and you're you're concerned about this smallish quarterback being being hit in the hurries that's going to get into his head and, and of course not allow him to get into a rhythm so those are the things that concern me I am it, it's it's funny how 
a being being abused like they were last season. How fans are saying, well, at least it wasn't a loss, and that was a lot of the <laughs> that was a lot of the of the outcry. There was there were a lot of there were a lot of people that were in the camp that. Uh, really being coming hard, coming down hard on Kingsbury, which I think is understandable to a certain extent because his because his offense is, came in so highly, highly, uh, highly touted. But when you're when you're looking at the the way that the team performed last season, you're saying, well, at least we didn't lose, so I guess that's a win. That's <laughs> that's not the way that you want to look at it. So your thoughts on that? Well, I'll ask you a question first too, and we'll come back to this one. Yeah. Did you see anything like you know we all everything was like with the Wizard of Oz? They had everything behind the curtain mm-hmm. all through the preseason, and it was like, wow, wait till we see this, right? Yeah. Remember, oh, let me just go back to my comedian days, <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Remember when he was talking about the Ritz cracker? Remember? Yeah. That, is that a Ritz? You know. <laughs> That's the best crack I raised my life, you know. And then after you know, after it was unveiled, it was like, "Well, that's a regular old cracker." That's a regular you know? old cracker. Did yeah. you see anything that was like ultra no. dynamic or like wow, blew your mind from that offense? Because I didn't. No, what I did see, and this is one of the things, and I'm folks. I think because I hang out with Ed and because of the position that I have, sometimes I have to dig into it like this. I'm not necessarily the biggest stats guy, but if I look at some of the advanced passing. Stat man, yeah. So pads, pass yards after, uh, after catch per completion, two point one for Kyler Murray, five point eight for Matthew Stafford. You talking about the yak? The the yak. Okay. Yes, the yak slash. Com- it's it's an advanced stat. Just no, go with my damn that. advanced stat, man. <laughs> so what 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 I noticed in the fourth quarter, there were a lot of short passes. Short passes that, and and you know, you, you get you you you're, if you're able to put a few of those passes together, and you're able to get some positive yards from from Johnson, which was definitely positive. But that's one of the that's one of my concerns is he is he going to be able to get some of those mid mid to long range uh, pass pass completions down the field? Is that going to happen, or are you going to have to really try to try to try to rely on? The five yards, five yards here, two yards here, and then the the those types of routes that was concerning for me. Here's a, a factor, and we've talked about this through the preseason into now. We're going to continue to talk about it. Yeah, the majority of their plays are boundary plays. Yes, they're rolling them out, and part of the reason is because we saw there were some simple throws up the middle of the field. Dudes weren't even having to jump; they were just putting their hands up, and he was doing two. Well, some arms a couple times. Yes, he did. Okay, so how do you counteract that? You get him on the move. What that does, two things. It takes half the field away because quarterbacks are taught not to throw back against the green. Right. So obviously you're you're putting him out uh, on the move. Mm -hmm. When you throw those passes on the boundary, what happens? Dude catch them. They step out of bounds because they're either being taken that way or it's easier for the defender because they don't have to defend the entire field because you're throwing them into the boundary. So that's where you're losing a lot of the yak. If you see where Detroit hit us a couple times, and I'm going to go back to something you said, boy, we should start um, putting uh, Hawkins, oh, that's his name, the tight end, we should start putting him, fitting him for his gold jacket after what Man. he showed against the uh, rookie tight end, hundred and some change, you know, looked and a touchdown, looked outstanding out there, mm-hmm. partly because the – Falcons or the Cardinals made it there almost like their duty. We want to make sure this dude gets his shine on today. It was <laughs> TJ Hawkinson had nine targets, six catches for 131 yards. 
And you all you have to throw in there rookie tight end. Not, yes. Yes. This isn't Ronkowski. It's not Kelsey. This was a rookie tight end. And they made him look like a, a world beater out there. But like I said, going back to the point that Yak and the advanced stats, I love those advanced stats, man. No, you more. don't, dog. I love those advanced stats. No, you stats. don't. I do. But a lot of that comes from yeah. the design of the offense. If they're going to be thrown into the boundaries all the time, yeah. you're going to get guys catching but too close to the boundary going out not having an opportunity to turn things up field and get that yak uh, up, you know, in the middle of the field. So interesting. So having said that, let's transition to this to the game that's coming this week. The Baltimore Ravens are coming. It will the Cardinals are going into Baltimore, going going to the East Coast, and so that's going to be an interesting matchup when we talk about that. So let's get into one of the things that I want to talk about is. Man, Lamar Jackson, we have, Ed and I, we stay busy. We try to we try to be uh, like that that skit where where there's a certain ethnicity that has ten jobs. And that's what, <laughs> that's what Ed and I try to do. So if you're looking at the the Baltimore Ravens, one of the things we talked about with the podcast that with with the show that we do on casual uh, casual uh, casualsports.com is which is called the Neutral Zone. We I I asked a question: Lamar Jackson, can he pass against an inferior team like the Dolphins? The answer is an emphatic yes. Do you expect? Well, let's go. Let's get into it. So let's. We're going to start from the other way. What do you expect from Baltimore against this Arizona Cardinals defense? Because you don't. It. I think that I think their cornerbacks for the Arizona Cardinals will be tested. I'm curious to see because if the Cardinals were able to get a decent enough pass rush to to hurry um, to hurry Stafford a few times last week, then maybe they'll be able to do the same thing with the offensive line for from the Baltimore Ravens. What are your thoughts as you look at how this is starting to match up with the with the Cardinals offense or Cardinals defense against the Ravens offense? Well, you know, interestingly enough, I think both Defensive coordinators are probably looking at the game plans from the opposition last week. From the Cardinals defensive staff, they're looking and they're like, wait a minute, we thought he was supposed to run the ball. Right. What's this dude doing out there throwing and, you know, five touchdowns? And, you know, he looked great. And I think he purposely didn't run the ball. And obviously the, man, the, the, the Miami Dolphins, boy, hmm. oh, I'm not going to say they're tanking, but... They ain't gonna say they're trying to win. They ain't gonna say they're trying to win. Yeah, it's funny. I'm sitting in the stadium in Minnesota watching my nephew, and I kept looking up, peeking at the scoreboard, and I thought something was wrong with the the scoreboard. I kept thinking, <laughs> what was going on over there? You know, forty two. Yeah. For, this because here's the thing: this wasn't Oklahoma against the school of the you know the, yeah. the help helpless and Santa blind. State, yeah. You know, this was an NFL game, and I'm looking up there. I'm like, thirty six. 42, <laughs> 49, yeah. 52. I mean, it just kept so the long and the short is it's going to be really interesting to see if the Ravens come out with a same game plan or, hey, we showed you that. Just like, you know, Belichick does all the time. One week, Brady will throw the ball 60 times. And so you prepare for that. Oh. And what do they do the next time? They come out and run the ball 80 times. Yeah. So, is the what did we see? Is this an aberration from the Ravens, or is this going to be their official game plan? Because I'm waiting. I mean, we could get to this, game, and then you got to throw Mark Ingram into the the equation as well. They might come out this week and figure we're going to ram it down their throat this week, or do some trickery and do this and do that. So the Cardinals defensive coordinators, I know they're looking at the film from this past week. 
you have to take it with a grain of salt because who they were playing and, and what they decided to give up on the other side. But at the same token, you're going to have to prepare for the pass. At the same time, it's going to be the unknown of what are they going to come out here and hit us with. Yeah, and you bring up some good points because if you look at what they, what the Baltimore Ravens did against Miami last week, in terms of rushing yards, they rushed the ball 46 times. So think about that, 46 times. They only passed them. There were, there were 26 uh, pass attempts. So they, anyway, so they rushed the ball 46 times, 265 yards. And of, of those only... Six yards of that 265 was from Lamar Jackson, which is counter to what they did last season, especially once once he started to get into the game. But you mentioned Ingram, 107 rushing yards on 14 attempts, and he had a 49-yard long uh, rushing attempt. And that makes me a little bit concerned when you're talking about this rush defense for the Arizona Cardinals. We've been getting gassed since preseason, and that's the one thing that's scary. And I said, you throw in the, the element of does – do they unleash uh, Lamar on us? You know, it could get nasty. And then here's the thing. It's that dual threat. If he can throw the ball the way he threw it last week, yes. and you have to worry about containing him, and there's always the improvisation. That makes him the true dual threat. Yeah. yeah, and there's also the improvisation. You might, just like we've seen a couple times even with, with Kyler Murray, you think you have him under wraps. The next you know, he's squirting out the backside or clipping a seam. Next you know, we haven't seen that explosive one from Murray yet, but we all know what Lamar Jackson can do. So you got to make sure you're on all fronts, containing them outside in. You better make sure them lanes, everybody has lane discipline up the middle. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be looking at the back of his jersey, tiptoeing across the end zone. Here's something that these are these are those these are a couple of things that stood out to me when you're looking at the the box score from last week against the against the Dolphins again. That when you have somebody that, for example, like uh, Marquise Brown, who ends up ends the game with 147 receiving yards, but 83 yards uh, 83 yards of that 147 was on one play, an 83 yard touch. I mean, an 83 yard long long play. Does that? Does that make you say, okay, as long as we can contain them and not really give up the big play? For example, there were there was a 39-yard super huge chunk play uh, to that was with against uh, with Mark Andrews. Uh, there was a 33-yard chunk play to to Willie Sneed. There was so uh, there was uh, I think what I said the 23-yard from uh, to Hayden Hurst. Does that make you say as long as we don't give up the big play, then maybe we should be able to contain them, or is that a little wishful thinking? It's wishful thinking because. The offenses, I mean, they do those things by design. They don't happen by mistake. Right. And it's all game plan, game planning and scheming. I'm sure when they work on those particular plays, those big plays, and that's why I like to see offenses take those shots down the field because it opens everything up. Those are not done by mistake. Those are, hey, on this play we're going to take a chance. This is our first option. This is what we want. Gotcha. And if you get it, if you get the look you want and you get the matchup and then he performs and beats, that's gold, you know. So, I mean, every play is not designed to go 80 yards. Because people always ask, well, why are they just running the ball up the middle? My you, wife used to ask that all yeah, the time. Yeah. You have to, one, you have to do it to keep the uh, uh, the defense um, honest. honest. Yep. The other is every play is designed, if everybody does exactly what they're supposed to and we get perfect execution, that play could go 80 yards. Yeah. So, you know, most of the time they're, they're happy with the three and the four and the five because that's what they're, you know, that's what we, at least we, it wasn't negative. But there are certain plays in everybody's playbook, this is our big hitter right here. And most of the time you come in with two or three of those, and if you run two or three of those and you get those big plays, that's when you score 52 points against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> so, Converse, let's talk about the, the Cardinals' 
offense. So the, the Cardinals offense and this this air raid offense or whatever you want to call it, it against the 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 stout typically stout defense of the Baltimore Ravens with uh, with an improved with a much improved uh, cornerback or, or secondary. So last last week the the Baltimore Ravens held had the ball for 40 minutes and 7 seconds. Now the Cardinals in their game it was it was much more balanced, so it was much more even. Is there the the Dolphins were only able to put up 21 yards rushing on uh, up on the board. Johnson, the the running back for uh, for for Arizona was able to put up was was 82. able to have a good game, 82 so, yeah. yards. They, as a team they were over 120 yards in terms of rushing. It will. Do you think that the Arizona Cardinals will be able to put up a few points on the board, at least make more of an effort, uh, a better showing than the Dolphins, to be able to give themselves an opportunity to stay in this game? It all depends on which Arizona offense we see, which Cardinals defense offense we see. If they come out and play like they did in the first half this past week, they could be. It could be Miami Dolphins 2.0, mm. meaning you know a lot of short drives. Uh, short fields for for the Ravens, they could be punching in, especially with some of those big plays and stuff like that. I was encouraged. We talked about it through all through the preseason. David Johnson didn't look bad, and that's saying a lot considering mm-hmm. what we saw during the, the preseason. I thought he was very tentative on some of his runs, and we talked about a few of those. I actually saw David Johnson that showed little tiny flashes of not necessarily the old David Johnson, but not last year's David Johnson, and that was right. at least a little encouraging. Um, he had a couple, I know he had at least one or two runs called back by penalty. That's something we really have to clean up. Yeah. When you get those positive yards, you can't have holding, you know, pulling you back in the other direction. I think David Johnson, and this is only because there's one, there's a couple facts. One, I hate this pistol formation all the time. And I hate that they don't use a lead back for him. Now, why do you hate the pistol formation, though? It doesn't give, for me, with a running back, if you got a scat back, it's perfect for him because they don't take a lot of time to generate right. the first step, you know, get to a spot, you know, hit that hole. David Johnson is more of a downhill guy. Get him some momentum. You know, you get him a lead blocker. You get him into the line of scribbles that he can pop and go from there. This might be a side, well, this is a side note, but would David Johnson be better with a fullback? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You don't even, because nowadays, like, the fullback, go, that's the way of the VCR. Nobody has right, a right. fullback anymore. Right. That's what your tight ends are used for. Your big tight ends, you put them in, you know, eye formation or, right, you know, right. offset, and you let these dudes lead through the hole. But what you can't do with the pistol formation, you got Kyler taking every snap in shotgun. Every snap. You saw, how, you saw how, how ineffective they were on the goal line yeah. based upon what some of the play calls were. But, yeah, to your point. And that read option, like I said, is, is just that. Running back, really, he doesn't even know if or if not he's getting the ball. So, obviously, that even starts off in a tentative thing because you can't grasp one too hard because if he's needing to pull it out. So, now. Didn't think about that. True. Now, it's a soft it's a soft approach. And for Larry, for David Johnson, that's just not his best skill set. What I will say is if they're going to continue to throw the ball they threw it 54 times this past weekend if they're going to continue to throw the ball I think he will be more valuable in the passing game than he will in the run offense. Seven targets, six receptions one of the things that I was encouraged uh, is that they really got Larry Fitzgerald involved in it Uh, but he to uh, 
they they were able to spread the ball around a bit. And, and again, this is really what happened in the fourth quarter. But so we'll see if this is able to be if this is this becomes a trend or if it was an aberration. Mm-hmm. But but uh, Christian Kirk was 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 targeted. Uh, looking through here, Christian Kirk was targeted only four times. But I think he was he he left a mark in terms of in the in the uh, in special teams as well. Mm-hmm. But then you also had so Larry Fitzgerald was targeted. Yeah, Keyshawn Johnson had f- finished with forty six yards. Uh, he was targeted. I want to say ten times. So hopefully they'll be able to maybe make some more of those connections. You mentioned we we've talked about this before, but the offensive line does again at least. Larry was, I mean, uh, at least David was able to get a mass 82 yards. Are you are you encouraged by the offensive line, or is it still a wait and see? For me, it's still a wait and see. Uh, you know, they obviously they, they 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 showed up in the second half, gave Kyler the time he needed. Uh, it was mostly the passing game. It wasn't a lot of run, uh, from what I saw. You know, like yeah. I said when I by the time I, I saw the halftime stats, man, when I finally got you know settled and started watching the game. And once again, I thought it was a misprint. I thought somebody forgot to put a one in front of a couple of those numbers. I mean, you had double-digit passing yards, double-digit rushing yards going into the third and fourth quarter. And I was like, what? And then obviously they exploded, which gives everybody that feeling of hope. Like, wow, they really turned it on. One one quarter of football does not make – a season, whatever you want, you know, however that's not a season make. It's not exactly. a season make or yes. a successful season make. That was, like I said, and once again, I applaud the Detroit Lions for wanting to do good and keep the the Cardinals in the game and not make them feel bad. And because they they should have they, they I, I was talking earlier. Somebody asked me about who you know. How do you take a tie? You know, how do you feel? Uh-huh. For the Cardinals, they're ecstatic. They are bad as they played, yeah. and they're walking out like, man, we actually tied that game. We we almost won it, you know. And here's here's the, some of the reason for the optimism because it's a tale of it's a tale of two games in a lot of ways: the first three quarters and, of course, the fourth quarter. But the first six offensive possessions for the Cardinals ended in either a punt or an interception. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it was uh, five five punts and one interception. But then the final one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, offensive plays, five of the six last offensive plays. Sorry, sorry, ended up in the score. So th- uh, two of those ended up in touchdowns for the for the Arizona Cardinals. And so that's one of the things that that at least gives some type of confidence. But in the end, let's transition. What do you think this game? How do you think this game is going to play out? Do you think the Cardinals have a chance, or or is or the the Ravens a little bit too in much in tune on the offensive side of the ball? Man. <laughs> <laughs> What was that movie, Dumb and Dumber? Remember? <laughs> so she asked him, he, well, what's my chance? He said, one in a million. So he's like, so you're saying I got a chance? <laughs> right. I mean, they, they, everybody's got a chance. And the Cardinals, you know, maybe this fourth quarter goodness will propel them into, you know, picking it up from the beginning of the game and, and, and showing us what they are really made of. I'm still waiting to see this. High-powered, potent offense. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to find that on the road in Baltimore, especially off the, the game they just came off against Miami. And, you know, minus T-Sizzle on their side. I know he's on our side now. But Baltimore is notorious for having good defenses. I know they're probably going to have, have some fits trying to figure out what the game plan is going to look like. 
I played for Harbaugh when I was in Philly. He was with my special teams coach. Oh, okay. The master of, and this is just when he was a special teams coach, the master of making the adjustments. And, you know, so this is going to be a game where they're probably in there right now, just as Detroit was saying, well, we're not really sure what we're going to see because if that was the best yeah. last week, meaning that was supposed to be this high-powered, we can't, we, they've obviously got to have more in the tricks in the bag. So be prepared for anything. This is what they're, you know, but once they get to it, I guarantee you they're going to be on the sideline making the proper adjustments, which leads me to, you know, this could be a very long weekend for the, the Cardinals going across the country, hostile environment, opener for Baltimore as well. So you know the fans are going to be rabid. And it, it, it could either, it, it, it could get ugly, man. It really I, could. I'm just thinking it could get ugly. I think it could get ugly too. There's a lot of motivation from uh, from T Sizzle from Suggs coming back home, so to speak, where he where he really built his career, he, where he was at all of his career. But I don't think that's going to make a difference. I think that the Cardinals will come in focused, probably more buoyed by the the way that that fourth quarter went. But I think that they'll end up falling short in this one as well. So, um, so. I, I mentioned earlier, so you you mentioned it a couple times that you were in Minnesota, so you were there for your for for your nephew's uh, debut. How did that go, man? And it was cool because you know they they really threw the ball all over the field. I mean, they threw it what ten, 10 times. times. Yeah. So what was your thoughts? And, and so the just just I'm sure the the happiness that you felt as a family for your nephew. Well, first off, the ratio of cousins. Pay, uh, payment paid per pass. I mean, what is he getting? 190 million guaranteed or whatever it is. And he threw the ball 10 yeah, times. Yeah, that's how you do it. I will say this. It might have just fell into the way the game plan worked out because they, that one, that defense was off the chart. And then I got to tell you, man, I've been to a whole bunch of stadiums in my life. Yeah. That dog on uh, Minnesota, the whatever U.S. Bank, whatever the name of it is. It looks beautiful. Man, that thing is off the chart. Okay. And then. You know, the environment. They got that whole skull chant and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are the things, like, as a player, and even just as a fan, you go into that. Yeah. And, and, and then, in, in, I guess, um, you come here to Arizona. Say, like, next week I went to the Cardinals game here, and everybody's sitting around. The first off, the stadium say. is half empty. Ooh. Other people, there's half jerseys. Uh, let me put it this way. Well, isn't it more more half? I think I know where you're going. It's more. Let's say if the if the if Minnesota packed, were to play here in half, Arizona, yeah. it would be half Minnesota yeah. fans and half Arizona fans. Like if there were eighty thousand people in that stadium on Sunday, yeah, seventy nine thousand nine hundred and ninety five <laughs> were wearing purple. I feel that. I mean, I felt sorry for my Falcon people coming in there because there were a scattered couple. Okay, but that was like trying to find Waldo. Because I'm telling you, they were in there deep. You're they fool. loved that team. And it was, it was getting back to real quick. Man, it was such a, an honor to see my nephew out there. And here's the thing, crazy part. He looked like he belonged. Nice. He didn't catch a pass. Neither did Rudolph. They, it was hard to spread I like around. how you're trying to point that I'm out. I'm just saying. He didn't, he didn't Rudolph, though. <laughs> and here's the kicker. I, and I can say this, but... Because I'm not sure if any Rudolph people or anybody's going to be listening to us. But Rudolph was pissed off after that game. He had a streak of about 65 straight oh, with catches. You got to try to you got to try to feed him. There. He, he had one catch, pass. but it got called back from penalty. You got to do and your thing for him, man. So, Just like they do it for Larry out here. Yeah, yeah. 
10 passes in the game. And I will say this much. They opened up a can as far as that defense. And then, like I said, the run game was the run like, game was. I was ticked off that I didn't have Cook on a couple of my fantasy teams because that boy was, was showing his behind. And I had a chance to pick him, and I just passed on him. <laughs> you know, so that's, you know, I got I got I can, you know, you, go, you got to believe, I blame myself for that one. You bought this on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, wrapping it up, man, I love seeing my nephew out there. He looked like he belonged. He's going to have a great career as long as he keeps his head on his shoulder. Heading those books, uh, you know, studying, yeah. game plan, and uh, they 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 really enjoyed him as much as he enjoyed being up there. That's what's up. So again, so so Ed and I, we both have the Arizona Cardinals coming in with with being ready for the challenge, but being but falling short against a a more in a more superior. Uh, Baltimore Ravens team. But this is what we do. We do this every week. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Smith, I am Javon Adams. We do this. So believe in the those errors on the Cardinals podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.